Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Making Room Podcast, where we clear out the clutter and make more room for God to move in our lives. I'm your host, Paul Radke, and today we're going to be taking some time to look at success and how we're defining that, and maybe take the time to reevaluate where our priorities are in life. Uh, it's easy in a world that places such a premium on material wealth and achievement to lose sight of how Jesus demonstrated what success looks like in a very different way than how the world defines success, right? The world defines success by oftentimes how much money we have, uh, how popular we are, how much fame we have, uh, how powerful we are. But the the definition of success, the way Jesus walked it out and demonstrated it for us, uh, looks very different than than the world's version of success. And we need to make sure that as we follow Jesus and we are walking down the path that he has for us, that we are also judging ourselves and evaluating ourselves based on Jesus's definition of success and not the world's definition. Because it's easy to to get on this path following Jesus, but then continue to judge ourselves by the world's metrics. Uh, It's easy to be doing the right thing for Jesus and feel like a complete failure. Well, why is that? Because we are judging our failures and our successes based on the world system and not on what Jesus laid out in front of us. Um, You know, Jesus spoke repeatedly um, about how you can't serve God and money and how the greatest in the kingdom of heaven are those that serve, not those that are served. Uh, he, he talks about how the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Uh, he, he lays out all of these metrics that by a worldly standard just, just seem completely like failures, right? It just seems like an utter failure that God's own earthly ministry ended with his crucifixion. Yeah, right. By any worldly metric, that just looks like failure, but by God's metrics, it looked like the greatest success and has become the greatest success and has provided for us not only forgiveness and the cleansing of our sin, but also the pouring out of his spirit so that we can live life by his grace. And and so the moment of what it looked like the greatest failure in earthly terms turned out to be the biggest success in kingdom of God terms. And we have to evaluate our own lives and our own failures and successes by that same metric. Jesus's biggest priority while on earth was to be obedient to God the Father. He said, I only do what the Father says do. I only say what the Father says say. Obedience to what the Father was putting before him was the biggest priority and the biggest metric of success for him. Uh, even to the point of, you know, in the garden and not wanting to go to the cross um, because of the pain and, and having to take on our sin. Uh, still, he says, not my will, but your will be done. I will remain obedient, even though it's not what I desire. And the world does not see it that way, right? The world tells us to follow our hearts. Uh, you do you. Uh, do what what feels best to you. Follow your feelings. Uh, but being faithful and obedient to what God has placed in front of us, our mission, uh, that is our goal. That is the utmost priority in our following Jesus. And if we lose sight of that, 
and we start looking at all of these other things that the world would put in front of us and call important, uh, you know, changing our identities to, to match how we feel instead of what he has placed in us as identity, uh, we have got to be careful that, that we are not making ourselves our own God and that we are not defining success for ourselves. We have got to allow God to set the bar of what success is, and then we climb to reach that goal. And he has put nothing more important in our lives than being obedient to him. There's no greater form of success than hearing the voice of God and being obedient to what he says to do. That, that is the greatest success we could possibly achieve in the kingdom. And sometimes that means that great things will happen in life. And sometimes that means that difficult things will happen in life. Uh, oftentimes when you're obedient, it looks like a complete failure on the outside, but God calls it a tremendous success. And we can do that with confidence because we know that our God has good things in store for us, right? We're not just obedient and we're hoping that that it's going to turn out okay, but we're obedient and we know that God is working all things together for our good. He said, no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the good things that God has in store for those who love him. So as we place our trust in him and as we are obedient to him, we can do so in faith and in trust that God has good things in our future. And although it may look difficult right now in in our immediate future, for eternity, it's going to mean such glory and such success that when we look back, we're going to rejoice that we had to go through it, right? It's It says in Scripture that he'll turn our mourning into dancing, our sorrows to joy. Uh, I'm a firm believer that those are not because bad things happened and now good things are happening, but we're going to look back at the bad things or what we called bad things that happened in life and see how God used it for such a good purpose, Right, It was painful in the season that we went through it. It was difficult. We'd never wish it on anybody. But God did something so powerful in that moment that we're going to rejoice over it. And I just kind of get that from what he did for Jesus. Right, Jesus spread out his hands and was crucified to a cross, shed his blood for us. And that moment that was so sorrowful and so painful, we now celebrate. We now celebrate, every believer in Jesus celebrates the sacrifice that he made because it, it also glorified him. He is now seated at the right hand of the Father. Uh, so the thing that was once so sorrowful is now cause for rejoicing and cause for celebration. And I think it's going to be the same thing in our lives when we get to heaven. Uh, because of our obedience, because of our willingness to do what God said to do, He is going to take the difficult things that we go through as a result of that obedience, and he's going to make them something so beautiful in the end that we're going to rejoice over it. And uh, if we are continuing to judge ourselves by the wrong metrics of success, then we will miss opportunity to hold our peace, to continue to have joy, to continue to be who God's called us to be, even in those moments of difficulty. Right now, Madison and I are being very challenged, uh, especially me, because where I was once a pastor and the metrics for success were a whole lot, uh, they were easy to define, that they were easy to pinpoint. Uh, I, I always had something I needed to get done, something I needed to accomplish. Now my version of what success looks like, from an earthly standard, just looks like failure. 
I'll just be flat out honest with you. It, it does not look like success on any level, except that I know that obedience in the kingdom of God is the greatest form of success. And I know that we were obedient to do what God told us to do. And it's very difficult sometimes to keep pushing forward without being able to see it and and only having faith. But we keep pushing forward because we trust and we know that God is working it out for our good. But we have got to get outside of our own worldly standards of success to be able to see that. We've got to be able to look past our earthly circumstance and envision something greater than where we are right now. Uh, uh, There's an old saying, if you don't know where you're going, you won't know when you get there. Uh, And it's true of, of success as well. If you don't clearly define what success looks like for you in your walk with God, in your walk with your family, in your career life, if you don't mark out what success looks like, when you get there, you won't even realize you're there. You won't even realize that you have met the metric of success you are hoping to achieve because you'll just have a new one that you you keep trying to get to. So it's important for us to really lay out what does success look like in this season of my life? In my following Jesus, what does success look like? And, And I've kind of boiled it down to three that I see in Scripture repeatedly. One, it's to remain faithful and obedient to what God has given you to do. Uh, When God speaks, you obey. When God says to do something, you continue to do it. I I think that is, throughout Scripture, a common theme that we continue to be obedient to God. Uh, The the second thing that I think is, is equally important because it is part of being obedient is to love. Uh, Jesus, his greatest commandment to us was to love God with everything that we've got and to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And so if our, if our primary objective is to be obedient, then love has to be right there with it because it is the greatest commandment that he's given us. And we cannot be so uh, wrapped up in, in trying to be successful and trying to achieve things, whether that's in ministry or in business or in family, whatever it may be, we can't be so focused on all of that that we lose sight that loving others is of utmost importance. Being obedient to God and loving God and loving others is of utmost importance. And what good is it? It says this in 1 Corinthians 13, and this is just kind of for those that are in ministry and following Jesus. uh, It says, what good is it if I prophesy or speak in tongues or cast out demons if I don't have love? If I don't have love, then, then all of that is pointless because love is the most important commandment that God has given. In fact, Jesus said that the world will know that we are his followers by the way we love each other. It's not by the way we prophesy or give words of knowledge. It's not by the way that we interpret end time scriptures. It's not by the way that we cast out devils or heal, but it's by the way we love. And too often we get so wrapped up in, in all of this uh, prophesying and casting out devils and healing. I mean, all of that's good. I'm, I'm not saying we shouldn't seek to do those things. Uh, Jesus even said, um, these works and greater shall you do. He, he wants us to go out and do those things, but it can't be the priority. The priority has to come from love for the individual. In fact, Jesus said that in, at the judgment that people will come to him and say, did we not cast out devils in your name? Did we not, um, 
heal the sick in your name? Did we not prophesy in your name? And he'll say, depart from me. I never knew you. Why? Well, because they were doing good things, but they were doing them for the wrong reasons. Their doing good things didn't come out of a loving union with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. It didn't come out of being obedient to him and what he desired for their lives. It came out of being viewed as successful. It came out of achieving things. It came out of viewing themselves as important because when they laid hands on the sick, they were healed. Look, anytime we do anything like healing the sick or casting out devils or prophesying, it's always to the glory of God and never to our glory. The world's metrics of success will always bring us glory, but God's version of success will always bring him glory. When we are obedient, it's glory to God. When we love others, uh, when we love him, it's glory to God. Uh, another metric is, is how humble we are and how well we serve others. When we serve others, God says that we are being as successful as anyone else in the kingdom of God. In fact, one day uh, his disciples were fighting over who was the greatest disciple, and he was sure to set them straight and say, it's not, it's not the one that you think is the best. It's actually the one that you think is the least. It's the one that's the servant of all that is the greatest. He, he came in human form not to be served, but to serve. And Jesus is the greatest that ever walked the planet. So our metric for success cannot be being served and being looked at as great, but it's oftentimes serving and being looked at as nothing. Those are the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And how are we viewing our success in following Jesus? Are we viewing it by world's standards and what the world says we should be doing and what the world says success looks like? Are we viewing our lives and defining it by the success that Jesus laid out? Are we defining our success and following Jesus by being obedient to him? Are we following our success and following Jesus by loving others and loving God with everything that we've got, by sacrificing for others, by having mercy and compassion on others? Are we following Jesus by being humble and serving? Are we just looking for ways to be served? It's time for us to really evaluate these things. And, and some of us are going to find out that we've actually been serving God and following Jesus a whole lot better than we realized. And some of us are going to realize that we've been looking for the worldly version of success. And we have to repent and, and realign our lives to go after God's version of success. God's version of success is something that brings life in the end. Uh, God's version of success is something that brings eternal life. It's something that brings uh, life here in the natural. Uh, there, there's nothing that is more life-giving than having love and compassion for somebody in need, for providing for them when they can't provide for themselves, for encouraging them when they are down and in despair. That, that brings such light and so, such life into somebody's existence. And if we are only judging ourselves by the successes of how much money we have in our bank accounts or how popular we are or how much power we have, then we will miss the opportunities to be a success in the kingdom of God. And at the end of our lives, when, when we are in heaven with him, uh, when we are ruling and reigning with Christ Jesus, it is not going to be how much money we earned that he judges us by. It's not going to be about how many people knew our name or how many people responded when we said to do something. It's going to be by how obedient we were to him, how much we loved him, and how humble we were in his service. 
So I encourage you to evaluate these three things in your life. Uh, See if you're doing a good job. If you're doing a bad job, well, hey, that just gives us opportunity to improve really quickly. If you're doing a good job, well, it might make it a little tougher because there's always room for more improvement, right? (laughs) You always think you're doing great until you're doing great and you realize there's even greater. Uh, I always say that the person that knows the most is probably the person that thinks they don't know anything. And the person that thinks they know everything doesn't know anything at all. So don't listen to that person. Uh, I encourage you to get in the scripture. I encourage you to redefine what success looks like in your life so that we can rejoice in doing the good things God has called us to do. It says that we are created in Christ Jesus for good works. Well, it's not just so that we can do things, but it's so that we can be them. Uh, Jesus was the message he was giving. John the Baptist was the message he was giving. Uh, He has called us to be the message that we are giving. And if it's one of following Jesus, then Jesus' followers follow Jesus. If we say we're following him, if we call ourselves Christians, then we should be walking the same road that Jesus is on. And it's one of obedience, it's one of love, and it's one of humility. I love you all. Thank you so much for being with me this week. And I look forward to being with you again next week. God bless. Peace out. 